Well, welcome to Palm Sunday, or as we now more commonly call it, Passion Sunday, or Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. After the Second Vatican Council, we started calling it Passion Sunday, and people weren't really fond of that. So we switched it to Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. But it's not about the palms. To make today about the palms would be about making Christmas all about the Christmas tree, which it really is not. But let's focus for a little bit on the passion. Passion is a word that is often misused, and maybe that's because it's got so many potential meanings. When I hear the word passion, the image that immediately springs to my mind is a couple dancing a furious tango. He with the tight steps and tight shoes and tight everything, and she with too many red and black skirts and a rose clenched in her teeth. Tangos are passionate. My ballroom dance instructor many years ago described a tango as arm wrestling set to music. <laughs> you hear people talk about their passions. For Greeks and Thomists and any neo-Thomists in the crowd, passions are a problem. These are Dionysian urges that are a hallmark of an immature or dangerous person. Passions get us into trouble. They are the antithesis of a disciplined, ordered life. Passions like these lead inexorably to sin, and so they ought to be suppressed. Think of the seven deadly sins, maybe with the exception of sloth, and you get the idea. People talk about the passions that are the things that they love. Some people have a passion for gardening or mystery novels or particularly gooey chocolate desserts. This sort of passion is generally harmless, although if you've ever closely examined the walls in my study, you might wonder about that. Sometimes people believe that passion is something that fades. Passion is that ineffable quality that goes out of a relationship over time hopefully replaced by something like commitment or faithfulness or something. I, I remember a scene from an old Woody Allen movie, and I don't remember which movie it was, where he's walking down a street in New York with his wife, his fictional wife, and she says to him just out of the blue, do you love me? And he stops and looks at her and says, love? I love knishes. Did I marry a knish? One of my uncles had a refrigerator magnet in his kitchen that said, marry a woman who can cook, because looks don't last, but cooking do. <laughs> that was given to him by his first wife, <laughs> who was an excellent cook, but who didn't last. And maybe one of the reasons was a lack of passion. This time of year, especially today and later this week on Good Friday, people tend to think about passion and sometimes they think of it in terms of Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ. I gave it a mixed review, but I'm generally glad that it encouraged people to contemplate Christ's suffering and death and to think critically about both the Gospels and about movies. So welcome to Passion Sunday. The passion we're about today isn't a romantic or erotic passion. It's not a Stoic's character flaw. 
and it's not a fleeting stage in a relationship. Passion Sunday is about love. It's about loving something or someone enough to face death for the beloved. That's passion. The passion isn't the suffering, it's the love. It's the love of God to be willing to give up his only incarnate son and the love of Jesus to be willing to die for each one of us. Our reading of the passion narrative dramatically makes this clear. At every turn, Jesus responds with love to his clueless disciples, to the authorities who seek his destruction, even to his torturers and executioners. You could look at Jesus' reactions and say that through all of this, he remained dispassionate, but he's not. His love is constant, even in the face of death. Through all of our liturgies, prayers, and celebrations this Holy Week, we'll be going through this passion narrative again, kind of in slow motion. And so we have the opportunity to consider our lives and our passions. Is there something or someone that you love enough to die for them? Some principle or relationship that means so much to you that you might make that ultimate sacrifice for them? That's something to consider this week. But also consider that a love, a passion, strong enough to make that sacrifice is there for you. Not merely in a redacted, translated, and interpreted story, and not in a theological construct. That passionate love is there for you in the person of Jesus. This week is a time for us to rediscover God's passion for us and our passion for God.